Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Mental Sweet Spot podcast, how to get your strong voice to win. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. If you're a podcast returner, thank you so much for joining us again. I'm Melanie Rushing and I'll be joined shortly by my business partner, Alicia Smith, for another coach interview. This guest is pursuing her doctorate in sports psychology and uses these concepts to help build her athletes from the top down. In doing so, she has created a powerhouse program in the California Junior College ranks and leads the reigning NFCA CalJC National Coaching Staff of the Year. She's coached and mentored multiple athletes with awards, including All-American, All-State, All-Conference, and Academic All-American. She also has incredible experiences as a Division I athlete and as an Olympian for the Venezuelan national team. She began playing internationally when she was just a teenager, eventually helping her team get to the 2008 Olympics. She's been advocating for and teaching the sport of softball ever since. In this episode, we discuss when she was first introduced to sports psychology, how she struggled with relaxing and controlling her emotions as a player, the many strategies she uses with her team to build their mental toughness and choose their strong voice, the tactics she uses to get her girls to buy into the mental game, and her number one tip for coaches who want to successfully use the mental game like she has. Don't forget to grab your Dear Week Voice bonus today and a bonus bonus, the What's Holding You Back document. Before we get to the show, a quick note about the Mental Sweet Spot Academy. This episode is brought to you by the Mental Sweet Spot Academy. If you want to provide mental training for your girls, but having a consultant work with your team is a little too pricey, consider joining our academy. You'll get eight courses on sports psychology concepts, 16 plus drills, 70 plus team and self-awareness building activities, access to a community of like-minded coaches sharing ideas and tips, and access to us to ask us any questions you have about implementing the mental game. To learn more and find out if the academy is for you, head to mentalsweetspot.com forward slash academy. Without further ado, please welcome Mount San Antonio College's Ruby Rojas. Thank you so much, Coach, for joining us. Oh, no problem. Thank you guys for, for having me. I'm very honored. Thank you. We're very honored that, that you're our guest today. So one of the things that um, we have a question for you and like to talk to our audience about is you have played at the absolute highest level. You know, you were at the Olympics and on the Olympic team and have played for many, many years. So as a player, you know, when did you first start learning about the mental part of the game? Well, I, I've, I've always been... Um, Obviously, I had the luxury of playing at the D1 level. I played at the University of Virginia, and then I played on the Venezuelan national team for 15 years, and um, very blessed to have played at the highest level. So at that level, um, especially when I was on the national team, we had a sports psychologist um, that w- that traveled with us, and um, especially at the big tournaments. And that's when we really, really got into the mental game. And, and it was more just the relaxation the visualization, um, and especially at that level, I mean, you're competing with the best in the world and it's all going to boil down to who's mentally tougher, to be honest, um, because talent wise, um, it's almost an even, an even level, but it's, it's honestly boils down to, to the mental game. So I got exposed to it, um, uh, at a pretty young age, I started with the national team at 17. So really, really, when I really started getting into it was in my, um, in my twenties. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah. That's when we get a little bit more sense, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> not all physical. Like it's that, you know, the mental side is, is honestly like 80, 90% of, of our game and it's so crucial. So it's really important. What did you find as a player, maybe before you were introduced to the sports psychologist, that you struggled with the most? 
you know what? I was always very tense. I was, I just had to learn how to relax and um, I was always very competitive. Um, so I didn't, it wasn't that it was just more on relaxing. I, I felt like I, w I was always holding my breath when I was playing and um, fear, fear of failure. And I think that's something that really um, is a big topic, especially with female athletes that we're always, or just athletes in general, we always have this fear of failing. Um, but for me personally, it was learning how to relax and to be able to control my emotions under pressure. So that was my biggest thing. What uh, mental skills, if you can call them that, almost like something you can practice, do you think helped the most with that? Just breathing. I mean, it's, it's, um, we think, we think it's, it's something so simple. It is, but it isn't at the same time. It's being able to slow things down when you feel like there's chaos. Um, and, and, and learning how to just have a strong voice. I think that's a huge thing is making sure that we're always listening to, and this is our, our, our self-talk, just that strong voice that we all have, but it's just making sure that it's, the one that wins their conversation in our head. I think that's, that's big as well. So those are the things that really helped me, but I didn't learn that until almost when I was retiring. Um, I retired at 32 and, um, and I didn't really figure it out until then. And that's why I'm so huge now as a coach on just implementing the mental game on a daily basis, not just, you know, once a week, but it's every single day. That's awesome. Um, we, we definitely are, as a high school coach, I, I've tried to do the same thing with my team and recognize that only, after about 10 years of my careers, I didn't really recognize that until I had failed a lot and myself as a coach, because I never learned that as a player. So it's very, mm -hmm. I'm fortunate to have kind of discovered that a little bit later. But for you as a coach, what types of things do you do? You said you implement it every single day. What, what types of things do you do with your athletes? Well, we do, we do a lot. And, and, and right now I'm actually getting my PhD in sports psychology. And it's something that I've really um, dived into because it's, it's my passion now. Um, we do a lot of things, like especially in the off season. Um, at first, we do a lot of um, classroom work. And, um, and this is where I get to really see and get in tune with my players, like which, what, what is their fears? What is it that they're lacking? How is it that I can help them? And we give out this worksheet and it's called, what is holding you back? And there's different topics on there and they have to pick the top five things that are holding them back. And it can be from fear of failure, lack of confidence, expectations, expectations from parents, um, handling pressure. I mean, there's a lot of options and the girls are able to at least, we, we, we basically figure out the source. Like what is it that is holding you back of being everything that you are meant to be and everything that you're capable of becoming? And so we tap into one, finding out the source. So the girls um, figure out, you know, what's, what's going on. And the biggest one is obviously lack of confidence, fear of failure, et cetera, et cetera. And then we actually have, um, write a, a letter like for example like dear pressure you know dear pressure this is like all the great things that you have happened you have allowed me to experience in the game and these are the things that i fear so they basically kind of like just blurt it out um and they write it out of of exactly what they're feeling how how how, how they process these emotions or we have them write like a dear softball 
um, letter. And it, it basically just taps into all the great things that softball has allowed them to become and how it, it has been holding them back. So we identify the source. So it's more like self-awareness of where they are. Um, from there, we'll have like another worksheet of like, list, write down what your strong voice sounds like. So this is when you're like, I'm on top of the world. The ball looks super big. Um, I feel like I can do anything. I feel like I'm playing, um, you know, just, just, just feeling on top of the world. Mm -hmm. And then they identify their weak voice. And that's like the weak voice that sounds like this. You suck. You're not good enough. <laughs> Etc. Etc. It always sounds like that too. <laughs> it does sound like that, right? So it's like that nasally, just like little annoying sister. Um, and so we identify those two voices. That is, it, that's our self-talk. That's how we talk to ourselves, and we identify that. And that's how it is. You know, for example, when you're when you're on top of the world and you feel like you're you're on your A game, this is what your strong voice sounds like. This is when what your your weak voice sounds like. And the, the biggest thing is, yes, you're going to have both sides, but it, it matters is that your strong voice wins the conversation and it has the last word. And that's your self-talk that we try to, um, we really try to implement them. And, and this is something that they have to practice every single day that, you know what, listen to your strong voice. Um, we give them these green bands. I give them a, a little green band as a present. And I, re I read this book on um, playing green and playing green basically means like it's kind of like the signal lights when when the light turns green, you know, you feel like, you know, you, you just go, you just go for it. You don't even think twice. So we give them these um, green little bands as a reminder. Hey, you're playing green. You're going for it. Doesn't matter what happens. Don't think twice. Um, and then on those little green bands, it says strong voice wins. So it's just a reminder when they're playing or when they're at practice, hey, I, I have that strong voice. Let me listen to that strong voice. And you have to practice it um, every day. Um, other things that we do is identify, obviously, our, like I said, our signal lights, um, our, how we are when we're, example, when we're in a red zone. Um, when we're in yellow zone, this is obviously, a, 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 I got from heads up baseball from Penn Revisa and, um, how we are when we're in red, how we are when we're in yellow and how are we, when we're in green, you know, like we're using the signal lights and, um, and they're able to identify their emotions and their feelings and their self-talk when they are in those signal lights. So those are other things that, um, we do. Um, we have a worksheet that has like, what are your controllables? What are your versus your uncontrollables? Uh, so they're able, like I said, at the beginning, it's more just self-awareness like this. We all experience all these thoughts, these emotions, but what really matters is what we do about, about them, how we bounce back from those situations. Mm -hmm. So, um, so those are just a couple things that, a couple things that we do, for example, in a classroom. And, and we share them, the girls share, and it's very empowering for the girls to know that, hey, you're not the only one that feels like this. The best in the world feel the same way too, but they've just learned how to just listen more to their strong voice instead of that weak voice. So um, we do that. Um, all the little sayings that we implement, for example, on all these worksheets, uh, we have like a saying called bounce back, um, so what? Hey, so what if that happened? Bounce back. Um, championship mindset. 
and we actually write we actually put all these flyers or just these these quotes in our dugout as reminders so when the girls come back into the the dugout and they see that word hey bounce back so what championship mindset um it's just a daily reminder for them hey the game is still going to continue so yeah so those are just a, a couple of the things how we incorporate it every day as as coaches uh we make everyone make sure that they have a failure recovery so when they do mess up or they make an error you have to have a reset button so the girls go through their routine so well anything that we do at practice if they mess up they have to do their their failure recovery or else we won't move on mm-hmm. um, for example, all of our practices are game-like situations, so we don't we don't really take a lot of reps. I, I kind of mindless reps because the girls just get into a habit of just trying to feel good, and it's not so much about feeling good. It's about what you do um, with what you have. In other words, if you were to mess up, what is it that you do afterwards? So they have to go through their failure recovery or when, when they are getting certain types of reps, and they're like, coach, can I have another one? It's like, no, you're not going to have another one. You're going to, this is where your mental game comes in and you're going to have to be able to bounce back and use that strong voice and use your failure recovery to be able to, we, in other words, we let it marinate a little bit mm-hmm. um, after the air. So that's what we do a lot as coaches. Um, we don't give them another one. Uh, they have to be able to work through it. So those are some, some of the things that we, we incorporate in our, in our practices. Oh, I love all these examples. I'm going to have to like bullet point them in an epic blog post after this. This is awesome. Um, A little bit more about the failure recovery. What are maybe one or two examples of what your girls do? Maybe one defensive and one offensive. Okay. So, um, defensively, maybe one of the girls, they will take off their glove. Okay. They'll take off their glove and they'll just go ahead and, and pause a little bit. And once they go ahead and put their glove back on, they have to go ahead and own, own it. Say, you know what? Hey, my bad. And then they have to go ahead and um, tell the girls how many outs there are. You know, it's, and in other words, that's how we know as a team that you have reset and, and we're ready to move on. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of them. It could be taking off their glove. It could be maybe getting a little bit of dirt and throwing, throwing it. It could be maybe an outfielder is um, p- picking up some grass and just uh, grabbing it and throwing it or turning her back to the fence. And then when she's ready and she turns back again um, to face the field, um, that's her reset button. So we make sure everybody can pick their own reset button because everybody's different. But we just have to make sure that they do do the failure recovery process. And from there, you know, they, they point to someone, hey, this is how many outs, et cetera, et cetera. We got this, you know, have, have some sort of positive, strong voice saying, and then you've, you've moved on. And we do that at practice too. Like if, if they do mess up, it's something that we have to, you have to practice it. You can't mm-hmm. just say, oh yeah, you have your failure. No, we have to practice it. It's part of our routine. Mm-hmm. Often, I like that you only do uh, the situations because you do your routine. You don't just get another rep to fix it right away. You still right. got to let it marinate. <laughs> yeah let it marinate and this is where you work like I said your 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 mental game you know if for example in between pitches how many seconds is it it's probably like 15 seconds so you have 15 seconds to to get over it or call time out um but make sure that we stay in green as a as a team that we stay in green in the green zone 
Um, if we start getting in yellow, that's when somebody needs to call timeout. For I mean, obviously, us coaches, we only have one timeout per inning. But the girls have to – they start learning how to recognize, hey, you know what, we're in yellow. We're starting to lose it a little bit. Let's call timeout. Let's slow things down. Let's, let's reset and let's get it back together. Let's do this. Um, so those are other things. Uh, offensively, it could be just stepping out of the box, looking at your bat, squeezing it and then letting go or taking one deep breath that you know that you have reset. Those are some of them. Those are the most common ones mm -hmm. that our girls do. We say the same things we did it with Alicia's girls. I did it with my girls. I think a lot of times we know we have to get over it. We know we have to move on, but then that judgment of not being over it takes over like, well, now I'm mad and I shouldn't be mad and now I can't focus. <laughs> but like you give, your, give yourself the time. Right. <laughs> and right. then you can move through it as opposed to trying to just block it. Right, right. And what we do to our girls even verbalize, they'll say, you know what, for example, a pitcher, she just gave up a home run. And obviously she's pissed off. And a lot of the, sometimes the girls will come in and try to talk to her or maybe she's walked the batter. And there's some pitchers that are like, you know what, just don't talk to me. Like, just give me my minute. And, and the girls are able to recognize when they can go ahead and say, you know what, hey, we're good. I got you. I got your back. Um, or when some, some of the girls need their own little space for, 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 for that, you know, 30 seconds or 15 seconds, whatever it is. It's, and it's being able to recognize that as your teammates also. I love the, I love the classroom work. I think that that's really important to take that extra time to really just kind of sit down in that environment when you're away from the field to really kind of fo introduce, I think first, mm -hmm. and then kind of focus on, on that. Do you feel like, um, um, you mentioned you did the what is the holding you back document mm -hmm. back to back to that real quick. I had a quick question. What do you feel like the kids number one or top two maybe things are that are holding them back? Lack of confidence. It's something with us women. It's lack of confidence and fear of failure. They those are the two biggest that I've uh, always discovered are their, their two biggest things that they're always lacking or they're just wanting to be a lot more confident. Um, and, and I show them videos. I like to show a lot of motivational videos. There's one of Lauren Chamberlain and she talks about, there's an interview on her and, and how she has her approach on hitting. And she, you know, the girl has swag when she talks, she's just like, you know, I'm very confident and there's not a pitch out there that a pitcher has that I can't hit. And it's, that's her self-talk. And that's what we try to show them that, Hey, you all have that self-talk. It's, it's practicing it until you believe it. So, um, so, so we show them, um, videos. There's another great one from Kobe Bryant that says failure doesn't exist. So he does, he does this, um, interview and he talks about failure and they ask him a question. They're like, how do you feel about failure? And he says, no, failure doesn't exist. Like failure is our fuel. It's how we grow. It's how we get better. Like we have to fail in order to become better. Failing is not trying at all. It's giving up. That's what failure is. But in reality, when you're giving it your everything and you're failing in that sense, maybe you're not getting the, the outcome that you want. It's not, it's, it's growth. It's having that growth mindset. So we show them videos, like everything that we, every topic that um, the girls, you know, for example, they, that's holding them back or they want to have an example of, I always make sure that I, um, show them a video there's another video that's actually really cute it's about this skateboarder and um 
he's skateboarding and he's trying to do this trick and he's like he eats it like every single time like, and it's like over and over and over and it's like 20 tries until he actually says and it's and it's actually like a pivotal point he's like I found it I got it I figured it out and then he actually does it and that's the same thing we try to incorporate with our girls it's like you have to fail or fail until you until you figure it out figure it out you're going to have to learn how to figure it out on your own so, so those are the, 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 the things that I uh, love the most is, is actually showing a lot of those videos when we have those conversations. And it helps me as a coach tap into each, get to know my players and be more, more in tune with them with what's going on in their head and how can I help them? How can I grab the very best out of them? I love that. I, I love the visuals. I, I love the videos and the wristband and the signs and all of those things. I think putting in front of them all the time is just, it's just awesome. And I think kids, especially today really do resonate with the videos and things like that. So keeping that in front of them and then also showing them examples other where other people have to go through the same process to know that it's possible. I think it's just amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun and I'm, I'm very passionate about it. And um, the girls dig it at first. You know, we always tell them at the very beginning, hey, in this program, we're going to make you stronger from the head down. Like we're going to start from the strongest organ that you possess, which is your brain. And we're going to make you mentally tougher from there. Everything else is going to be able to ricochet from there. But we're going to start from the head down. That's how you're going to become a better athlete and you're going to believe it. And um, and, and you and everything that we we teach you, yes, it's about getting mentally tougher and for softball right now, but it's stuff that you're going to be able to use for the rest of your life in any situation. So, um, so yeah, so we're just, like I said, we're really passionate about it. I always take a, at least, I try to just do it 30 minutes um, at, at the beginning, uh, 30 minutes of just classroom time. And then from there I go and um, we start our practices. So we definitely incorporate it pretty early on in, in the season from the very beginning. And before practice too, which is great. I love that. I love that. I think one question we get a lot is how to implement all of this when we are so limited on time. Mm -hmm. And like for me, I was always more than willing to cut out some reps time to do the classroom stuff. And I think you do need to be at some point. Um, You can't try to actually get through to people in five minutes before practice. (laughs) You need a little bit more time. Um, But what do you think has worked for you? Because you've given lots of examples of actually implementing it in practice alongside all the other physical stuff you're working on. What do you think has helped you really build it into 90% of your program and not just one section of it? Like I said, I dedicate the majority, like at the very beginning of season, I'll dedicate a lot more time. So when it, when I, um, I, I do the classroom stuff, I'm sorry, like, so I don't do it every single day. Um, for the whole entire season. It's only at the very, very beginning. And then maybe during season, I do it once a week or maybe once every two weeks. But the thing is, it's already, the foundation is there. And so we've built the foundation. So I'll, uh, at the beginning, I'd rather them figure out how that self-awareness, because I think that's very important as an athlete to have that self-awareness. What are you, uh, what are your controllables? What are your uncontrollables? What are your signal lights as far as, you know, your emotions? Uh, what is your strong, strong voice, your weak voice sounds like, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, like, even if you were just, if, if you guys are limited on time, even just 15 minutes, just 15 minutes or, or have them take it home, give them a worksheet and have them take mm-hmm. it home. And then at the end of practice, you guys can go over that stuff. 
you know, it doesn't always have to be at the beginning. You can go ahead and just try to swoop it in however you want, but you can give them homework um, as far as, um, you know, uh, their, their self-awareness, because I think that's, that's really important. And it, and it helps you as a coach to be able to tap into, you know, what's going on in their minds. You know, they're, maybe they're very talented, but for whatever reason, they don't believe in themselves. And a lot of it has to do with maybe their parents, maybe previous coaches, like we all have baggage. We all bring something. We've all been, you know, coached differently. So um, it's, it's you being as a coach, being able to figure out each and every one of your players. And it, it just helps you have better information as well. So, um, so just going back to your question, I would, I would incorporate, even if you just dedicate 15 minutes, 30 minutes um, at the beginning or at the end of practice and, and go from there. That way you have set your foundation. I love that. I love to hear that you have the same structure that we do. <laughs> awesome. Yay. Um, I totally agree with kind of like the front loading of all, like getting to know them and really getting to know them on a deeper level than mm -hmm. just on the field. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You're getting to know them as people. And that's honestly the most important thing. And, it, you know, the person is what's going to drive them to become a better athlete. And, and that comes with the characters that they have. Um, and, and you're just trying to incorporate um, ha having them just believe in themselves. And that's, that's a big thing. I think at the end of the day, that's, that's the biggest thing sometimes that if they could just believe in themselves, I think as, as we coaches believe in them, mm -hmm. you know, I think it sounds so easy. <laughs> it sounds so right. easy, but that's, that's kind of like that golden nugget that we're all looking for. Right. Right. But they have to, and that's where I tell them, this is where you have to take self accountability. If, if you want to be good and you want to be able to get good at this, you have to practice this every day. This is not something that you're just going to magically um, just get overnight. It's something that you have to practice every single day. And trust me, at the very beginning, a lot of my girls were like, oh my gosh, you know, they didn't really understand it. Um, but when they saw the results at the very end of season and they're just like, wow, we, we were able to accomplish so much or it really helped me in my game or um, they start speaking the language that you have been implementing, you know, they got it. You know that they understand it. Absolutely. I, I've had that kind of moment too, where the, where the kids start saying the same things you are and you know that they're really buying in and really kind of understanding and have that breakthrough of right. what you're trying to talk about. Right, 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 right. So one last question for you, coach, what do you think is missing from softball, just the softball world in general, from a mental, mental toughness or mental training standpoint? I think just coaches have to invest in this. Um, I, I, in, in reality, I think all us coaches some way, somehow implement mental toughness. Um, but it, I think it's just, um, understanding it more and really incorporating it into your, like, into your practices, really make it part of your practice. Like it's, it's ingrained, it's part of your culture. Um, so I would, I would say that, that that's probably one of the things that, that is missing. Um, it's just us getting more invested in, in, in this subject as well. Ah, couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Coach, thank you so much. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add or, or talk about today? You know what? I, I forgot to mention. I mean, I, I did say about the whole, um, 
you know, classroom, but obviously visualization, that's another one that you have to incorporate. Um, one of the things that we also do, like we will do like a meditation or visualization. And this is when they start uh, after they have identified what's holding them back and all the other little exercises, we'll do some visualization and um, we'll, we'll be in the classroom for just maybe five, 10 minutes. And um, we have them visualize at the very beginning of, you know, put yourself in a situation where you felt the most courageous. And I want you to remember those, those feelings and or a feeling when you were on top of the world or you accomplished something really, really great. So we call this their happy place. And this is where at least they understand and they know the feeling. And then from there, we'll start doing uh, we'll start tapping into more of the visualization of. Uh, hey, you know, we're going to go ahead and play. Um, this is what the dirt feels like. Uh, visualize yourself receiving the perfect ground ball or the perfect throw or the perfect pitch. And that way they start, they're in a good place and they're in that happy place and they're able to really maximize those feelings and those emotions. And we, we practice that. Um, we also have them write out like a script of um, what would be their ideal game what would their ideal game look like and and we have them write them out and then from there we have them record it and um and then they have to they have to listen to that and that's going to be part of their their own visualization with their own voice um to be able to to get into that uh, into that place into that happy place and and it, it makes it their own so that's that's one of the assignments that we have the girls do as, as homework. The, your homework is to write out your script and record it. And that's going to be your, you know, visualization that you're, that you're going to be doing before a game. Oh, love that. Do you guys have a set time before games where they add that into the routine? It's just when it, whatever they want, you know, they, they start, they start uh, incorporating their own, um, whatever their routine is. Say that that's part of you. That's part of your DNA. So, yes. We added music to ours too. I love oh, that part. Beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you the, 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 the sayings and the dugouts of like, what are, what are languages? It's, it's pretty awesome because the girls have that visual reminder of, of, you know, bounce back, strong voice wins, championship mindset. Um, so they always have that reminder when they come back into their dugout. I mean, that's, that's their home. That's their, their place where they're able to, reset and be there as a group as well that's a fantastic idea nice I love that idea. get you perspective immediately moment yeah i got that from um i saw it on youtube from brian kane he um he went to go talk to tcu baseball and they have that in their um in their dugout and i remember i saw it i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna copy that hey so <laughs> and their girls are like what are you doing and they they were like oh my god this is awesome and so they started saying all the all the all the all the verbiage, you know, the, the girls maybe in the dugout who were our role players would say that verbiage to our, you know, to our starters with all the girls who are out there. Hey, we got this, you know, bounce back, you know, strong voice wins, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. Ah, excellent. That is so cool. And we have wristbands every year with some sort of saying on it. So the kids always get so excited, you know, every, what is it going to be our wristband coach? You know, we want to know what the wristbands are. <laughs> 
And about once every other year, I somehow mess it up, either the wrong color or the wrong symbol or something. So it's kind of like a running joke. I'm not sure how I mess it up, but the kids really look forward to those those wristbands. And some of them will wear them um, as a senior. They're still wearing their freshman wristbands, so it's it's pretty cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, we have we have the same thing too. We we get we give them two. So we have. Um, the green ones, like I said, the green one is more just a visual reminder of staying in green. Um, and then we'll have our saying of the, maybe our slogan for the year. It's always like a hashtag. Like last year it was hashtag win this pitch. So that's mm -hmm. the most important thing, win this pitch. Um, and then on the inside, it would say strong voice wins. So that's one of them. And then we have what we call gamers at the end of, uh, of the game, uh, the girls, we, we started off at the very beginning of season. The coaches are the ones that, for example, I had four coaches last year. So we would at the end of the game say, you know what, uh, this, this gamer or this, you know, wristband goes to so-and-so because of her hustle or, or her, you know, extraordinary um, effort, or just, she was, she was able to bounce back from such a tough at bat. And she, you know, she came through for us, et cetera, et cetera. And then the girls, pass it on so the next game that we win you pass it on so you pass on that gamer to the next one so the girls are the ones that pass it on to each other so it's it's pretty empowering it's and it's pretty cool and the girls dig it they always want to be the oh, first yeah. one i love that I, i'm going to steal that from you okay yeah. <laughs> of course go for it yeah that's awesome i guess to kind of wrap things up what if you had to choose one thing would be a tip for you to give coaches to start investing more in this and using it daily with their girls? Um, you know what? There's this really, really good book that for me was a huge game changer just for me as a coach. And it was called, it's called what drives winning. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's, uh, yeah, yeah you have. Okay. Yeah. It's an awesome book. Uh, it's, it's really more on character building, but I feel like they just go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's called What Dre's Winning. And then the other one that I love is The 12 Pillars of Success by Brian King. He's another one that I that I really like. Um, like I said, it's it's investing. You know, these girls are investing their time and they're trusting us to, to be our very best. And we just always have to stay on top of our game um, and investing in our own careers and, and investing in just be, becoming a better coach. And I think this is one of the ways is by um, – getting more involved in the mental game. It just makes, makes it a lot easier uh, when, when you are invested in, in, in the mental game. Totally agree. Thank you so much, Coach, for coming on. This was so awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you yes, so much. Thank you. Um, like I said, this, is, this is, has been something that we've, we've worked on um, for the past couple years. Um, and and we, we love it. We dig it. This is my time that I can spend, you know, kind of like, really get to know my athletes on a different level. So it, it, it's my bonding time with the girls as well. So I, I dig it a lot and I get to, to, to know them more as individuals. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And we really appreciate your time. And I think that uh, your passion definitely came through today. And that that's something that we all have in common is the passion for, for teaching this and, and helping our kids grow. So we can't thank you enough, coach. Thank you so thank much. You. No, thank you. And best of luck to both of you. I think this is awesome what you guys are doing. That's it for this week. Be sure to grab your free What's Holding You Back and Dear Week Voice worksheets at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash episode 18. 
When you sign up for our list, you'll get these and all of our bonuses directly to your inbox each week. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We truly hope you enjoy the show. If so, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes or on our site at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash reviews. Let us know what you've learned and how you've implemented these tactics with your players. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.